Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. Chad, today's guest is Matt McCarty. He is the head football coach at Northwestern College, and they are pretty good, Chad. They're pretty good. They went 12-2 and two this past season, um, and they made it to the national semifinals round. Um, but it's just uh, incredible to get that kind of caliber. And maybe a lot of people that listen to our podcast might not know who he is, but this is an excellent Christian coach. Yeah, big time reputation uh, in the NAI, a, a lot of respect for their whole athletic department. And uh, yeah, really blessed and just thankful that he was able to come on with us. Yeah, I one of the things, Chad, that I liked, um, and maybe we can discuss that on the back end because we don't want to spoil it, but, but he talked about an opportunity he got at 24 years old. Um, and, and, and how that shaped his entire career until now. Um, but, uh, coach, we don't want to waste any more time because this was packed, packed with good information. So many golden nuggets in there. Um, and we just can't wait to get to it right now. Coach Matt McCarty, thank you so much for coming on the Christian coach podcast. What is uh, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? To, to me, what it means to be a, a Christian coach is the opportunity to to honor God by by impacting others. And I think coaching is such a great profession because you have the opportunity to connect with so many people and and really have an opportunity to build relationships and and positively impact other people. Um, I was fortunate to have great coaches in my lives and, and in my life and. And to see the impact they had in my life and to, to have that opportunity to, to positively impact others uh, is, is a special a special opportunity. Yeah, you, you've you coached at different levels, right, too. Um, what, what have you seen at those different levels um, that allow you to be a better Christian coach now that you're a head coach um, of, of a Christian school? Yeah, I think really the, the opportunity to, to connect with the young people that you work with. And it, I, I think the relationship piece is so important and, and something I really try to do as a head coach and, and our, our staff, I think does a really good job of is we, we really try to connect with the young people we're coaching on a personal level. Um, in a football program, we have a hundred plus young men that we're working with. And, and they're all different and they have a variety of backgrounds and to be able to meet them where they are and build relationships with them and, and love them for who they are and where they're from and, and really just help them grow. I, I think that's so important. And, you know, working at a, an awesome Christian college where that is the focal point and that is the central mission of what we're doing is, is really awesome because football is just a piece of their overall experience. Uh, in college and of their college experience. And we want it to be a great piece. And it's, it is a really important piece, but at the same time, it's just a piece of that experience. And how can we use their time in football to really help them grow into who God wants them to be? Yeah. Football, just, just massive roster numbers, right? It's, there's no other sport that compares to it. Maybe, maybe track and field with cross country, but how do you handle the different levels of faith within that program? Um, because n- not everyone is Tim Tebow, right? <laughs> um, and they come in with all different backgrounds, like you said. Um, how do you handle that as a head coach? 
Yeah, that, that is so true. And, and it's important. I th- and I think that's where those personal relationships are really, really important. Um, our, our players know that our, our offices and our doors are always open. And, and I think those one-on-one personal conversations are really, really vital in, in helping the young people that we work with just develop in their faith journey. And, and that, that piece is fun because they're going to have teammates that, that can walk alongside them. And I think those relationships with their teammates are often just as important as the ones with their coaches because they're peers and they're going to learn so much from one another. And it, it is fun to have, you know, the variety of, you know, levels of their faith development on our team and, and in their faith journey. And just to see them walk alongside one another and, and grow together is really, really important. We do a lot of small group activities within our football team because the roster is so big. Yeah you need to find ways for them to, to get to know each other, to connect with one another. So, so we do a, a ton of small group activities really throughout the year. Our, our off season is, is devoted to, uh, we go through a book together uh, each off season, um, but we do that in small groups. And so they can really get to know one another yeah. and, and grow together. I think that piece is really, really important with a, with a large yeah. roster. And more willing to speak up as well, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's a safer environment for them because those relationships get a little bit deeper. Yeah. What What are some of these books that, that, that you've read recently with the team? I, I know a lot of coaches trying to get some suggestions here. Um, yeah, um, we, we've done some some really some really good books. So over the past years, this past season, we did H3 Leadership uh, by okay. Brad Lomnick. Um, that, that was fun to go through and, and, and walk through as a team. Uh, the year before that, we did Pound the Stone by Joshua yep. Metcalf. Metcalf, yep. Um, that was fun. We started that. And then when COVID hit, we continued that via Zoom meetings. Uh, and, and that was good. Our guys really dove into that one. And, and that was really good. It connected with them. Yeah. Uh, it was, and especially the, the season that we were in and going through COVID. It, it yep. was a, a perfect time to, to dive into that book. And the year before that, we did um, The Last Arrow by Erwin McManus. Okay. Uh, which was a, another really good growing book for our guys and it's just fun to see them because they have a variety of backgrounds um and interests really yeah just to work through something together and be able to to share that experience but also to learn from one another because everybody takes something different yeah you know from from what they're reading and so it's fun to do that together yeah we we've done the last few years we've done some book discussions and i i have a smaller roster much smaller so um but but it's it's fun to see how and then at the end of the year, we do surveys and it's like, which books did you like? And they're all completely different. You know, one girl liked this one, the other one liked that one for all reasons. Um, but I think it, you can see the growth, right? You can, and you can see them repeating some of the stuff that you talked about, right? And if you, had, if you didn't have a book discussion, that, that would not have happened. Nobody would have just spoke at their mind uh, like that. Oh, absolutely. And it's fun. It's, it's fun to see them kind of take ownership of, of the, the book and what they're learning. And like you said, I've, I've had players come up to me, uh, Hey, what book are we doing next? And, you know, as a college student, I, it wasn't something no. I loved yes. reading. I didn't see <laughs> an extra, but now it's something that it's fun to see our guys excited about just growing and developing. And um, I've had it in games. Guys will say something to me if we're going through a rough patch, like, Hey, don't worry, we're just keep pounding the stone. We're fine. And so you see it coming up at, at yeah. key moments. And I, I think it has been really important for us as a program, just as we've continued to grow and take those next steps 
Uh, yeah. I think it's been a big part of the success we've had. Yeah, this past year we read um, the five dysfunctions of a team. And one of them is like, there's just one of the dysfunctions is there's no conflict, you know? And so explaining to them how to have healthy conflict. And then the week following that, it's like, they're just yelling at each other. And I'm like, hey, no, 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 easy. Like, it's good to have conflict. Let's, let's figure all these issues out, but let's do it in a way that is a, there's a little bit more productive. And it, and it did, they, they really learned, you know? And, and I think this accountability with each other helped tremendously. Um, it, it definitely helped us overachieve. Absolutely. It's, it's fun to see when that, when it takes root in your team and then they really yeah. apply that. It's awesome to see. Yeah. Um, coach, let's go back to your childhood. Uh, tell us how, what kind of environment you grew up in and, and how that maybe have shaped you to become a coach. Yeah. So I'm the second youngest. I have five brothers and three sisters. Oof. I'm the second youngest. Uh, so we had a lot of time uh, just competing with one another. Uh, we were, it seemed like there was always something involved. We were playing sports and <laughs> as a younger sibling, you know, I always wanted to prove myself uh, to my older siblings. And so I think that's where my competitiveness kind of comes into play. Um, but I had so much fun just watching my older siblings compete. Uh, you know, I just sports has always been a big part of my life. I, I grew up in a community that I was fortunate enough to go to a, a high school where the, the community really rallied around the high school. It was a very close knit community, small town, um, but they loved, loved athletics. And so I was fortunate enough to play four sports in high school. I, I played mm. football, uh, basketball, I ran track and played baseball and, and really baseball was my favorite sport until I got into college. I played football and baseball, both at, at Northwestern and college. Um, and really what got me into coaching was the coaches that I had, um, in high school, I, I was fortunate enough to have some, some really good coaches and, and be around some awesome mentors. And the same as my experience at Northwestern, uh, just to see the, the impact they had in my life and how much they invested in me um, really just got me excited about the opportunity to coach and have that same impact. And uh, it, it's fun to be around coach, uh, coaching and sports. I, I always say that I, I really haven't worked in, in the last 17 years. I, I've been coaching. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, we get great people to be around. So uh, I, I think coaching is just a great profession. Yeah. How, how did you come to a relationship with Christ? Did you grow up in a, in a Christian home or did that come later in life? Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home and, and I grew up going to the Catholic church and, um, you know, I, I went to all the catechism classes. Um, I served as an altar boy. I, I did everything, you know, got, went through confirmation. So much of that seemed very ritualistic. Like it was just the next step, what I had to do, what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and really, I, I feel like the, my personal relationship with Christ came in college. Um, when I was at Northwestern, uh, just some of the, the relationships that I had, uh, whether it was through chapel, through professors, um, my coaches, a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations. Um, and, and I feel like that's really where my personal relationship with Christ uh, started and, and really grew was while I was at, in college at Northwestern. Um, how did and, you end up in Northwestern as a player? Well, um, I didn't go to Northwestern at first. I went to a, a, a division two state school. Um, wasn't having the experience that I, that I wanted. Um, our head coach had, had changed after my freshman football season there. 
So we're kind of going through a transition and I accidentally ran into the head coach at Northwestern while I was watching my younger brother play in a state championship game. And he just, Hey, we'd love to have you at Northwestern if things don't work out. And I remember watching bowl games on January 1st uh, as I was home for my break over my freshman year. And um, I just reached, reached out, called the coach. Um, I was actually thinking about the next fall and he said, well, we start and start in nine days. You can get down here. <laughs> so I did. I, I transferred in January. Um, I played baseball right away and, and oh. got into football workouts. And and then I, I really never left. Uh, so I had four years playing here. Um, I taught for one year after I graduated and then came back as a defensive coordinator when I was 24 years old. And I was an assistant coach for 11 years and now just finished my fifth year as head coach. So. Yeah. What did you teach? What do I teach or what did no, I teach? Yeah, what did you teach? I taught seventh and eighth grade social studies. Ooh. So Okay. Is that um, what your college degree was on? Yeah, it was elementary ed with a middle school endorsement. And uh, I, it was honestly, it was my dream teaching job. I, I taught seventh grade geography, eighth grade U.S. history. Um, I, I loved, you know, the, the teaching job that I had, but I knew I wanted to get into coaching. And when the opportunity came up for me to get back to Northwestern, um, really right away, I, I had to jump at that opportunity and really thankful that the head coach I played for, Coach Orvatten, gave me an opportunity as a 24-year-old, trusted me to, to, to be a defensive coordinator at such a young age. And um, yeah, I haven't left. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is it important to, to have somebody like um, your head coach to to give you some of that um, encouragement and that opportunity early on in, in your career? Yeah, I think it's huge. And I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things we can do as coaches is really see something in, in someone that, that they may not see in themselves um, and really, you know, set them up and, and really believe in them and help them to really become who they can be. And, and I look at the mentors that I've had um, and the growth, the reason, I think they're a big reason for the growth that I've had as a coach. And it's fun to look back on and, and see that, but they believed in me and, and saw something in me that maybe I didn't even see in myself at that time. And because of that, you know, it's really the opportunity that they gave me is why I'm where I am now. Yeah. Is that something that now you keep in mind as you work with younger coaches? Uh, yeah, it, it is really important. And I, I, you know, I'm thankful too. When I started as a 24 year old, he, he empowered me to, to be in charge and gave me ownership. And I think as a head coach, that's really important for me as a football head coach for football. Again, I have a, a staff under me, uh, a, a good size staff. And so to empower those guys uh, to take ownership in what they're doing, I think is really, really important. I, I want them to know that I trust them. I want them to do what they're, they believe in. Uh, we're going to have conversations about what's going on, but yeah. it's really, really important that, that they're empowered to do what they believe in. Yeah. Um, we're all working for the same thing, but I don't want to micromanage them. I want them to be who they are and, and really own what they're doing. Yeah. What are, what are some of the things that you do on a regular basis? It can be daily or weekly or monthly that keep you filled up so that you can then pour into your large roster and large staff as well. I think reading is the biggest thing for me. Um, I, I try to wake up uh, before my family. So I have two young kids. Yeah, uh, I can relate. <laughs> and so, 
I, I try to get up before everything. Um, I, I try to read every day and it's, whether it's my devotional, uh, I'm doing the read the Bible in a year app on my phone. And so that's been fun to work through. And, um, so I start with that and then I dive into whatever book I'm reading at the time or two or three, cause sometimes I'm in a variety of books at one time. Um, but that really kind of starts my day for me and really keeps me, um, focused and renewed, um, I think those are probably the keys for me as I can pour into our team, then the things that I'm learning, the things that I'm working through. And it's, it's crazy how whatever I'm reading lines up with what we're doing or what we're going through. Um, You know, what I'm reading through the Bible uh, and through our devotions is some of the same things we're growing through as a team. And so it's so fun to see how that interacts and how I can share that with our team. Uh, whether it's through our weekly meetings, our daily meetings, um, when we pray as a team each day, uh, it's just fun to see how those things connect. Yeah. Well, coach, um, thank you so much for, for this conversation. This was great. Um, what, what are some of the things that you would, that you want your players, um, to know when they graduate from Northwestern? Um, like if they have one message that, that you want them to remember forever. What, what is that message? We, we talk a lot about the importance of our choices and just choosing to pursue excellence in everything that they do. And we talk about excellence as, as honoring God with our best. And with a big football roster, something we talk about is our best and each guy, each player's best is different, whether it's you know, spiritually, academically, socially, whatever their best is, it's different because we're all different. God's yeah. blessed us all with so many different abilities and opportunities. But we, I want our players to understand that they can choose to, to pursue excellence every single day and honor God with their best every day and, and everything that they do. And I think that is so, so important that every one of us has that opportunity and has that choice each day to, to just honor God with our best, whatever we're doing that day. Yeah. Very true. Well, coach, how can we be praying for you? Yeah, I think just the challenges of, of leading a large group and being able to connect with a large group and, and just help continue to love the guys that we work with and help them be their best. And I think every year is a new challenge because as a coach, you know, this your roster is a different personality every year. You know, you add people, people grow, people change. And just to continue to, to love our team and, and help them grow is so important. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Jesus, thank you that you're Lord over all of creation. Um, thank you that you love us even when we, we fall short. Lord, thank you that um, you, you put us in positions where we can impact um, young people um, towards your kingdom, for your kingdom, Lord. Um, Thank you so much for Coach McCarty, um, his leadership at Northwestern, uh, his leadership of the program, football program, and pray that you give him the wisdom, you give him the knowledge to know what to do, what to say, and how to shepherd the so many lives that he comes in contact with on a daily basis. Um, thank you again for, for, for your salvation. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, man, this, uh, man, I love, I love listening to these coaching interviews, just kind of getting to hear the heart, hear the experience uh, and what makes this coach and Coach Matt. Um, the theme I heard throughout 
Uh, well, it was just personal conversations. I think uh, as far as thinking about being a Christian coach, I think that's one of the keys is to just knowing knowing your, your staff, knowing your players, and having these personal conversations to, to show them that you care and then learn more about them. Um, but I thought that was just a really good point that, that Coach McCarty uh, shared about. And then I love, you know, you and I, we, we both are our readers and, and both our authors. You know, we, we both uh, wrote, wrote and published books in the past two years. Um, and just his uh, idea of just having his players read books together, you know, it's such a foreign concept. Young people uh, struggle, struggle to read and finish books and, and apply them. So I think it's important for coaches today to, to keep books, keep knowledge, keep learning in, in the hands of student athletes and just the discipline and, and time management of they have football, they have class and they still have to, to do these, these little things, but they're going to add big value uh, into their program and into their lives. Yeah, I really like the books, Chad, because it gives everyone like a common language to speak, you know, because then you, you might read something from John Gordon and, you know, energy vampires. Now, everybody knows what energy vampires are, you know, um, but if all these kids and in football, you know, you have over 100 people involved in that program, they're all coming from different places, different backgrounds. You know, they might be trying to speak the same thing, but they're using different language and then communication breaks down and that makes it for a lot more headaches than they should have. I also like giving my girls sometimes just podcasts. You know, I made them listen to Brian Smith's podcast about being a Christian athlete. Um, and But that just gives everyone a common language to communicate better and more effectively. The other thing I like, Chad, was, you know, he, he graduated college, played for Northwestern College, graduated and became a social studies middle school teacher and that was his dream job you know he said that was his dream job but then at 24 years old a position opened for defensive coordinator at his alma mater and you know his former coach invited him to take that job as a 24 year old you know and he wasn't even coaching football at the middle school so that that brought me back to like how important it is to do a great job where you're at at that moment you know like I think, Chad, if, if I had been a bum at Liberty as a player, I probably wouldn't have even gotten a chance to be a GA, you know? And then as a GA, if I hadn't done a good job, I probably wouldn't even got, you know, the promotion to full-time. And then from full-time to associate head coach. And I think sometimes we look at, oh, it's just college. It's all about me and whatever. Um, and then everyone is watching. And you never know when you're going to need some help from those people. And I can think of so many, so many great tennis players that if I had to hire them, I probably wouldn't, you know, but I can think of some players that maybe weren't as talented, but gave them all were organized, did everything off the court, everything right off the court. Those would be my first phone calls if I had to hire them, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's just good for us to remind ourselves that the mission field is right where you're at, but that means also that you're trying to do an excellent job. You're not just trying to minister to them, but you're trying to to do a good job where you're at. For sure, and and now for you and me to be in, in spots as coaches to to help students get jobs, you know, uh, with references and whatnot. Um, yeah, definitely. Somebody's always watching, and um, and opportunities are are waiting. And but you even had a player that played for you who is now a head coach himself, right? You know, he got a volunteer coach maybe at Clemson, right? Correct. And then yeah, and, then he and, became a head coach. For sure, and that player was was a rock star, excellent captain, man of faith, and so for me, very easy for me to pick up that phone call and call Clemson's coach, you know, and tell him, hey, this guy's a stud, you need to hire him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah, 
Coach, you know, we've talked a lot about this, but it's so important that you just continue to encourage your athletes to stay faithful to the process. It's not just about X's and O's or winning. Um, you got to, you know, be able to shape them in all areas of their life so that they can be prepared for after college and then keep your eyes out because who, who knows, you might need to hire one of your players in the near future as well. And we just want to end with this reminder again that the mission field is right where you're at.